This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This show is brought to you by Pet King Brands, the makers of Zymox and Oratine. It's OBHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. The holiday season is heading our way. In no time, we're going to decorate the Christmas tree and maybe pop some champagne to usher in 2020. It all sounds great, right? Well, imagine that, poof, you are now your dog or cat. How do you think you would react if you were choking on a turkey bone? getting burned on the nose by hot candle wax, or cutting your paw from a broken champagne glass. Yikes! Listeners, are you looking for ways to keep the holidays full of jolly and not folly? Are you trying to prevent the holidays from turning into the holidays? You're in luck. Our special guest today is a rising star in the veterinary world. He's all about keeping our pets safe. Please give pause and applause to the preventive vet, the remarkable Dr. Jason Nicholas. Hey, welcome to the show, Dr. Nicholas. Hey, Arden, how are you? I'm doing great. And guys, Dr. J is in the house. (laughs) He's going to unleash some savvy tips to make sure that the holidays are fun and safe for everyone. And that includes the two, three, and four-leggers. But first, let's take this quick commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here. Is your dog or cat prone to ear infections? Does your pet resist having his ears clean when they're inflamed or irritated? Are you also concerned about the overuse of antibiotics? Help is here. Zymox ear care products offer soothing relief, and you'll love this part. They don't require the ear to be cleaned before you apply the drops. It's just as easy as fill, rub, and done. That means less touching of those sensitive ears to help create a soothing, fear-free experience. And you only apply once a day. Here's another perk. Zymox, at Z-Y-M-O-X, gets its effectiveness from enzymes, not antibiotics. You'll find these veterinary-recommended products through your veterinarian, most pet specialty retailers, and online. To learn more, go to Zymox.com. That's Z-Y-M-O-X. Pause up. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is truly a health champion for dogs, cats, and other pets. Please welcome to the show, the preventative vet. I'm talking about Dr. Jason Nicholas, a.k.a. Dr. J. So glad you're on the show. So happy to be here, Arden. Thanks for having me. 
All right. We're going to dive right in. I mean, our pets, as you know, can get injured or sick any time of the year. But set us up. What's happening during the holidays? Because that seems to be a remarkably busy time of year for veterinarians like yourself. Yeah, I mean the holidays are the ho- you know the holidays are all about joy and fun and family and friends and giving and you know all that great stuff. Unfortunately, some of those things come along with some additional hazards or greater likelihood of hazards for our pets. You know, from house guests coming over to celebrate the holidays with you and they frequently bring with them, you know, say their purses or their gift bags or their luggage if they're staying the night and they can inadvertently bring things in that can injure or sicken or even potentially kill our pets. You know, you've got a complete upset in the routine around the house for the pets. You've got lots of things wrapped and under the tree. You've got, you know, Thanksgiving, lots of food. A lot of people want to cut their cats and dogs in on the action with the food. Oh, yeah. It could be problematic. So a whole host of things really lay in wait, but they yeah. can they could be avoided with some awareness. And it seems like we could probably divide this show into two segments the medical dangers, we're talking things like choking, pancreatitis, and maybe some of the emotional issues because yeah. even some of our dogs can get the blues. Yeah. Our cats even show separation anxiety. So because you've got a D, well, not DVM, you've got the one from London. England. All right, yeah. give me the fancy term that <laughs> if you go to a school in England, no, he doesn't have a British accent. No, but <laughs> what is the fancy one designation when you're a veterinarian who earned a degree in that veterinary medicine from across the pond? Well, so each of the different vet schools there gives out their own degree. So instead of like a DVM from here or a VMD, if you went to Penn, over there, you get a different acronym after your name, depending on the school you went to. So I went to the Royal Veterinary College, which is part of the University of London. Um, Big shout out to them because it was an awesome experience. So my degree is the B-Vet Med and I graduated graduated with honors. So it's a B-Vet Med honors. Nice. Now, I've always wanted to ask you, hey guys, I met Dr. J, I guess about uh, wasn't it in the spring? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were in the uh, we were both at the Cat Writers Association, which was held in St. Louis. And I came in with uh, my pet safety cat, Casey, who immediately bonded with Dr. <laughs> J. He's like, dude, you and me, man, let's go out for a beer. But I really was impressed with your talk and just your whole knowledge of things. But you're in Portland, Oregon. So help our listeners understand how did a dude from did the United States end up in London to get his, with honors, veterinary degree? So, yeah, I mean, as uh, you know, I, I grew up outside of Philadelphia and, you know, vet med wasn't my initial thought for my career path. I was initially down at University of Miami for marine biology and then sort of life took a, a turn as it frequently does. And I thought, all right, vet med and wound up doing, as some of your listeners may or may not know, veterinary school in the, you know, all over the world and in the States it's a really competitive seat. There are very few vet schools relative and seats relative to the number of people who want to go. So I was in the middle of doing some vet school applications and learned that the Royal Veterinary College in London, England had become AVMA accredited, meaning that it was basically equivalent to going to school in the United States. And I grew up traveling and loving travel and loving other cultures and thought, what a great opportunity. And so wow. threw my hat in the ring for that and landed a seat over at the RVC in uh, 1999. And it's a five-year program over there. And so um, qualified from there in 2004 and honestly had the most amazing experience, the most amazing education I could have imagined over there. And so it was fantastic. 
So there's two key crucial questions I have because I've been across the pond too. Number one, why do they stick dehydrated dried peas under their fish and chips? And two, <laughs> how good were you driving on the opposite side of the road? Let's see. Uh, I'd say my brain was kind of like the mushy peas you're talking about in the first question <laughs> for the second question. No, I actually really love mushy peas and the fish and chips is fantastic. Right. And the food generally in England actually is far better than, well, than I thought going over. It was fantastic. As far as driving on the other side of the road, so good, in fact, that when I came back for Christmas break one year outside of Philadelphia, I was driving <laughs> on the British side of the road. When uh -oh. I pulled out of a park in my sister's car, my brain just got the hang of that. I've since converted back, though. But it is a challenge. Well, I can just see you on the Schuylkill in Pennsylvania and everybody going, no, no! <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> there's a lot of curves in the roads Dang, in that Philly area. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. It was a trick. It was a trick. And what got you to Oregon, if I may ask? So initially, so after uh, qualifying from the RVC, I worked in a, a great practice right outside of Philadelphia doing emergency and general practice for about two years and then went into New York City for my internship at the Animal Medical Center and then came out here to Portland, Oregon. A emergency and critical care residency drew me out here. And so I'd started that but left it a bit early to refocus and help people ideally avoid the need for the ER or at least recognize the need earlier so they could get to their regular vet or the emergency room sooner when the prognosis and the costs are typically better. And this is why I like you. I think we're kind of simpatical, don't you think? Because I'm known as the pet health and safety coach. Yep. I am not a veterinarian. I don't play one on TV, but darn it, I really do enjoy teaching pet first aid that it's all veterinary approved with uh, Casey, my cat, and Kona, my dog. But you doing an ER and critical care residency, you unfortunately saw the, the consequences when yeah. oopsies happened. So I can't believe there's never been anybody on this planet until you called the preventive vet. So I know, I was, kudos on that. Were you like Googling going, no way. <laughs> I, I kind of was. I mean, even from my early days of practice, I thought, gosh, so much of what we see is the, you know, the same thing over and over again. And it really happens because, you know, a few reasons. People really have very limited time, you know, especially these days. Um, time is of a premium. And also, a lot of the things that we take for granted in the veterinary profession is common sense are within the veterinary profession, but it's not necessarily common knowledge amongst pet owners because cats and dogs aren't small humans. And so I initially thought, gosh, like, how do people not know this? And then I realized, well, my accountant probably says the same thing about me. My mechanic probably <laughs> says the same thing about me. We're all experts in what we're experts at. Good and point. so with my experience with, you know, education, the cases I've seen, the cases I've talked to other colleagues about, and, you know, the shared experience of, of, you know, a lot of different vets and veterinary nurses and pet owners and trainers coming together, we can help share that information and that knowledge. And I thought, gosh, if I can help people stay out of the ER, or get there sooner when it's necessary, that saves, you know, trauma and pain and distress and potentially lives of pets, as well as, emotional, physical, financial trauma for pet owners. And it makes the life better for we in the veterinary profession as well, because we're seeing fewer sad cases. We're able to treat more animals and get them, you know, return to a good quality of life. We're doing fewer economic euthanasias, all of these things. I just thought this is perfect. And then, yeah, like you said, I was like, well, um, this is all about prevention. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And I was like, what about preventive vet? Or, you know, at the time it was the preventive vet. And um, yeah, I was amazed that there was nothing there. And so I, I jumped on the URL and, uh, and, and then worked backwards and tried to figure out a, 
a business model from there or, you know, the way to get it out there. Well, so in essence, guys, Preventive Vet, there's more than just you. And I want everybody after the show to go to PreventiveVet.com and check it out. And their Facebook page, too, is Preventive Vet. You're keeping it nice and easy, Dr. Day. Yeah, try. So tell us a little bit about your team that's there in uh, Portland. Yeah. So uh, and actually, the team is between here and, and Seattle. We're, we're very much Pacific Northwest based. But also, we, we have writers and and other vets and trainers that contribute for us that live all over the country. And so really the goal is taking the knowledge within the veterinary profession, veterinary veterinarians, veterinary nurses, and also on the behavior training side, and both from general practice on the vet space and the specialists and saying, how do we make all of this digestible, engaging, understandable, and as helpful as possible and as valuable as possible for pet owners? So it's really very much a team effort with the overall goal of just that, of helping people help their pets live happy, healthier, safer, longer lives. And also working with veterinarians in practice to say, you know, we ideally want people getting a lot of this information from their vets. So having vets recommend our website, distribute our books. A lot of vets around the country are carrying our books that they're giving out on their new puppy and kitten packs. So when you come in with a new puppy or a new kitten, you get a copy of the 101 Essential Tips books for cats or for dogs. And then that way, you know, the veterinarians are helping to build that relationship because it's such a crucial, important relationship. And your vet knows your pets better than anyone aside from you. And you are actually a pretty savvy guy. Not only do you know veterinary medicine, but I'm holding in my hand an autographed, autographed <laughs> copy of the Preventive Vet 101 Essential Tips, Cat Health and Safety. And guys, on the flip of this really cool book, which has is just full of great tips, is a chance to use a QR code to be able to maybe save up to $250 at your vet. Yeah. And so you got a lot of more extras too. So you know that most people today, you know, you're reaching the millennials and the baby boomers by going a little high tech and offering some things, you know, that they go on on their smartphone for. We're really trying to meet people where they're at and make this as easy as possible for them. You can have the best information in the world if people don't engage with it or learn from it or read from it, read it or listen to it like podcasts, right? Like you've got an awesome podcast. We started a podcast about, gosh, is it a little over a year ago? Like just okay. meeting people where they're at so that they could get this information because really you can't prevent what you're not aware of and people don't necessarily know what they don't know. So just trying to help them do it and technology is a great way of doing that. And I think QR codes are, are fun and more and more people are using them. I mean, Facebook now has them native in their app and I think Instagram does Snapchat Yeah, in all of them. What's the name of your podcast? So, so you should join the Pet Life Radio podcast <laughs> family. Just kidding. My no. producer's probably going, what? Another one. <laughs> um, so we're pause and play, P-A-W-S and play. Okay. Okay. Uh, my co-host Mia, who's one of our team members, is fantastic. She's she's wonderful and teases a lot of information out of me and teases me and rightly so. That's uh, good. You know, so it's it's a really good thing to be doing. And again, it's really just trying to meet people where they're at and give information to them in the manner in which they most want it. Let's dive in. Let's talk first about some medical conditions that are 
at heightened chances for that curious dog or cat that there's new smells in the house and let's hit want to hit pancreatitis for yeah. and, and choking so take it away dr j yeah so pancreatitis for your listeners that don't know about pancreatitis the itis at the end just means inflammation so it's inflammation there are pancreas and the pancreas is involved in blood sugar metabolism as well as breaking down helping to break down fats and when the pancreas gets inflamed all kinds of badness ensues and one of the things that happens is that the enzymes that break down the food that your pets eat start actually breaking down their own pancreas, which as you might imagine is crazy painful. So pancreatitis, some people hear of it and they go, oh, no big deal. Other people who have had a dog or a cat that's had a bad case of pancreatitis know how big of a deal it can be. Pancreatitis runs the range from mild digestive upset to fatal within a couple of days. Unlike people who get pancreatitis from smoking and drinking and stuff like that, for the most part, our pets don't really partake. But what they do get it from quite often is getting fed table scraps, you know, and being shared meals. And the holidays, we're talking about roasted birds and, you know, roast beef and ham. So things that frequently have, you know, a nice layer of fat, a lot of juices over them, maybe some spices, things of that nature. So people sharing their meat, whether it be at the holidays or throughout the year, you know, come home with a doggy bag from your prime rib dinner and give your dog the fat or you give them the gristle off of your New York strip steak. There's a distinct possibility that's going to inflame their pancreas and cause them pain, digestive upset, vomiting, and diarrhea. And if they're unfortunate, it's going to land them in the ER and potentially in the ICU for a couple few days. Yeah, um, And, that, and I, I think what people think, and I'm hoping this has finally shifted, is this, that we think they have these cast iron stomachs and yes. we're like, well, I'm not touching that grizzle. I'm not touching that fat. But, you know, those soulful begging eyes are looking yeah. at me and they're like, it's okay. Give it to me. But <laughs> how, how do you practice restraint? And you know what? I have three dogs, three cats, and I don't want to spend the holidays in the ER because right. I gave them fat. So sometimes I give them a little clean piece about the size of my thumb of white chicken meat or yeah. Something totally. like that. So how do we help the humans out there ah. who want to share the food, but you don't want to give them a pancreatitis? Well, and hopefully the thing that will help people restrain themselves is knowing that it could be several thousand dollars. It could be extremely painful and potentially <laughs> fatal for their pets. Hopefully. Yeah. Now, what you do in lieu of that is, okay, well, maybe you give them like, a, if it's a dog, a frozen stuffed Kong, if they like that, maybe you give them uh, a little bit of canned food if they're not used to getting canned food or like a different treat at the holidays. But if you want to share some of the food from the table, there are definitely some things that people can do. Okay. And don't forget, it's not just the pet owners, but it's also the guests that are coming over and the yep. kids. Yeah. So you want to have some like pet friendlier snacks around if you are going to be allowing yourself and others to feed them from the table, which is not ideal, but it's the holidays. Mm -hmm. So Arden, as you're doing like a little bit of white meat, chicken, no bones, no skin, no seasoning, anything like that, typically going to be fine. You know, same thing with a little bit of the turkey. You want to have like some, some steamed green beans or some steamed carrots. Typically the dogs don't necessarily care that they're getting exactly what you're eating. They just care that they're getting a little bit something extra and they're getting something from you. So have some of those safe things. Now be careful of stuffings and mashed potatoes and things of that nature that may, well, mashed potatoes is the way I make them. How do you make them? I think super, well, with 
a lot of fat, uh, a lot of butter, a lot of sour cream, cream cheese, and a lot of garlic, which are oh, two yeah. things that are going to really be really dangerous for your pets. I mean, the butter and the sour cream and the cream cheese and all that stuff, that's a lot of fat. Garlic, onions, chives, which a lot of people cook with at the holidays. I'm part Italian, so if you're Italian, yeah. you with a lot of that all the time. Garlic, onion, and chives can actually cause destruction of the dog and cat's red blood cells, causing hemolytic anemia, which can be fatal. So again, another thing that you've got to be aware of, and it's, you know, depending on their size and how much they're getting, but don't risk it. Just give them some steamed green beans or a little couple pieces of apple or something like that. And the other thing is uh, you're not paying attention because you've got a house full of people. The kids are excited. The dog goes running out with a turkey leg. Yeah. And and as mad as you are, there's a big danger. And yeah. I don't want to talk into the dog father because then when they choke, they could sound like the dog father. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, there's definitely a choking risk, especially if they think, oh gosh, they're going to try and grab this from me. I best just swallow it before I lose it. And dogs are very much that way. You know, eat first, ask questions later. So yeah, I mean, you got to be careful with the bones. And then you also have the cooked bones if they bite them up and then they can create some sharp shards that can actually cause digestive puncture. Then you can wind up with a septic abdomen or you just have irritation going through the gut and you have, you know, potentially bloody vomiting and diarrhea. Again, nothing great. And then raw bones, you know, a lot of people are feeling like raw bones, like, you know, ham bones and stuff like that. Big femur bones, not that we're having that for the holidays, but those are common culprits of breaking dog teeth. So it's very much a balance. And again, it's just knowing the risks that you're taking with the things you're doing and being prepared to manage the consequences should they arrive or just trying to avoid them altogether. And let's talk a little bit about choking for the cats. And I'm going to make you uh, bring out your feline side, yeah. uh, Dr. J. And that is, I'm a cat. Oh, my gosh. I see that tinsel. It's just shining. Oh. I yeah. see the strings of popcorn. I see things. I'm into linear movement. What's yep. the danger? Oh, huge, huge danger. And it happens to dogs, too. But really, Arden, you're right. It's typically cats we worry about with what are called linear farm bodies. So like you said, tinsel, the string with the popcorn strings, even like wrapping ribbon, the curly ribbon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Balloon strings, the tussing string from turkey or trussing. So what happens is that cats will play with these strings, these linear objects, and they will inadvertently or not, they will swallow, try and swallow that string-like object. And one end of it will either get wrapped around the base of their tongue while the rest of it sort of courses down their esophagus into their stomach and tries to move through their intestines, or the one end will get caught at the area where the stomach empties out into the intestines. But the end result either way is that the intestines have this thing, it's called peristaltic movement. And so it's this rhythmic movement that tries to move things from the mouth to the end opposite the mouth. I don't know how PG you're... (laughs) No, the show's called Old Behave. Go take it. it. There you go. To the back end. (laughs) So mouth to butt. And what happens is that because there's an anchor either at the base of the tongue or where the stomach dumps into the intestines, what happens with that movement is instead of moving the string along, it starts sawing through the intestines. So those little jiggly wires that you can sometimes bring camping to get firewood or that they use in orthopedic medicine. So then what winds up happening is you have basically leakage of digestive juices from the inside of the intestines into the abdomen. So around the intestines and stomach and liver and pancreas and stuff. And that creates a whole lot of havoc. It creates inflammation, creates major pain, and it can actually set up a process called systemic inflammatory response syndrome. And then you just, the blood clotting system goes out of whack. The blood pressure regulation goes out of whack, blood sugar, everything goes out of whack. And these guys need surgery. Yep. And depending on how stable they are, you could be looking at, you know, anywhere from $1,000 to $10,000. Okay. I uh, think we've sufficiently scared the hopefully. PJs out of our holiday bound listeners. Uh, <laughs> we're going to take a quick 
break, catch ourselves. Make sure there's no foreign objects in your dog or cat during this commercial break or any kind of bones or fat or grizzle. But we're going to learn more from the remarkable Dr. Jason Nicholas, the preventive vet, after we take this quick commercial break. So you guys know the drill. Sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Pause up, pet pals. It's Arden Moore, host of the Obehave Show. Is your fur baby experiencing symptoms of stress, anxiety? For example, is your dog cowering in fear of fireworks or loud noises, destroying clothing or furniture, doing some marathon barking, or experiencing major separation anxiety when you're away? Is your cat clawing furniture, being antisocial with the other felines in your home, or hiding in fear under the bed when company visits? If any of these sound all too familiar, there's a remedy that is literally music to your ears. I'm talking about whole tones, music specifically designed to produce healing sensations. But it's not just any kind of music, it's specifically tuned frequency music. The Whole Tone Solution provides total peace for your pet without the nasty side effects of drugs and tranquilizers. It's safe, effective, and guaranteed to work or your money back. You will notice a positive difference in your pet. And if your pet is at peace, you can be at peace too. So just dash over to wholetonesforpets.com and use the promo code BEHAVE to receive $10 off. That's WholeTonesForPets.com and promo code BEHAVE. Pause up. Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here to unleash some great health advice. It's time to be down in the mouth for the benefit of your dog and cat. Unleashing good oral care is one of the best ways to show love for your pet. Do you find brushing your pet's teeth challenging? Here is a terrific solution. Treat your dog to Oratine Brushless Oral Care. Oratine makes caring for your pet's oral health super easy. The difference is the enzymes. The advanced enzyme technology in Oratine works to freshen the breath. It eliminates bacteria, fungus, and yeast. Yuck. They also reduce plaque biofilm from accumulating on the teeth. And guess what? None of these products require actual brushing. Woohoo! You can choose from these three products. One, a water additive that gives your pet the benefits of oral care with every lap of water. Two, a breath freshening spray with a gentle mister. Or three, a brushless toothpaste gel you can apply with your finger. If your pet tolerates brushing, hey, you can always brush too. To learn more, visit Zymox.com, Z-Y-M-O-X.com, and look under the oral care product line. Do it today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Radio. Hi, this is Brandon McMillan, the host of Lucky Dog, and I invite you to listen to Oh Behave with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Oh Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We have our good friend, Dr. Jason Nicholas, here with us, and he's trying to help us have a jolly, happy, safe holiday. And that means knowing, uh, watching the food that our dogs or cats can get into. And second part of all this, uh, Dr. J, is dealing with some emotional issues because 
especially cats. They're not going to tell you when they're having a bad hair day or anything, <laughs> but um, they're all sentient beings. So they feel the whole range of emotions like we do. So let's touch upon some uh, biggies. You're traveling a lot. You're hanging out with people. Your whole household routine has been just disrupted. Now you've got a, a bloodhound with the holiday blues or a calico with separation anxiety. Talk a little bit about some emotional issues that our cats and dogs face during the holidays. Yeah, well, I would jump in. Um, well, one, since we met at the Cat Writers Association Conference, but also, too, because cats are, I think, very misunderstood by a lot of people. And, and a lot of people look at cats as like the laid back pet. You know, they're fine. Nothing bothers them. The exact opposite is true. Pretty much everything bothers cats. They just <laughs> are, do a really good job of, of hiding it. Cats don't, a lot of cats, I should say, frequently don't do very well with stress. And the holidays could be a really stressful time for cats. Like you said, Arden, you know, you're either traveling and maybe bring them to a boarding kennel or facility, or you've got somebody new coming to the house, or you're having people come stay and visit your house. And so there's a lot of new people, a lot of new people, a lot of new chaos going on in your home, in their home. And the way that cats typically deal with stress is they hide, mm -hmm. they go and hide. And so they hide in the closet, they hide under the bed, things of that nature. And then that throws off their routine of going to the litter box regularly or eating regularly. And from stress, cats can, they can have stress-induced vomiting. They can have stress-induced diarrhea. Urinating or defecating outside of the box is a huge one mm -hmm. with cats with stress. And especially one of my sort of pet. You can say pet peeve. <laughs> well, it's not even a pet peeve. It's really just a pet cause that I want to champion is, and one of the main reasons why I had started Prevent a Vet all those years ago was to help raise awareness of urethral obstruction or urinary obstruction in cats. And stress is one of the really big predisposing factors to this. And this is where a cat literally cannot get pee out of their bladder to the outside world. And wow. it happens most commonly in male cats. It does happen in female cats, but predominantly males. And stress is a big contributing factor. And so taking steps to minimize stress minimizes the risks for all of these problems and helps to make their life less anxious and happier, which then, of course, makes your life less anxious and much happier. So let's talk about that because I wanted to just do a thing. Uh, when I teach pet first aid, I teach people to be pet detectives, which means to tap yeah. all your senses, looking, listening, smelling. And I know you Careful want that. In your, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> careful. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a nice <laughs> that litter box uh, deposit was quite tasty. Right. No, um, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Smelling, listening, hearing, touching, all those things. And a year ago in November, Casey was in the litter box, and uh, he's a big orange tabby. He's very healthy. And I noticed that he was taking a long time, and I was like, dude, what are you doing, reading a magazine? Right. And, and then I heard him go, ah. Oh, yeah. So I look, and I teach people not to run up to a cat because that's just going to make them even more anxious. So I walked over, and I, sure enough, little little plop of uh, urine with some red in it. Yep. And I brought that evidence to the uh, – it only happens at night. You know how that yeah, is. Yeah, of to course. The ER at night. Yeah. And again, like you were saying, he had a blockage because their urethra, especially for the boys, is yep. shaped not really efficiently. It's yeah. almost like trying to drive in London, the first time caller, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, they were able to manipulate it. And I swear his eyes were rolling in the back of his head like, ah, as yeah. the urine spilled onto the exam table and he kept him overnight. And they said, had I waited until the morning, he may have died from yeah. the toxins. So oh. it can happen that quick. So talk a little bit about that. And then how do we help give this is a gift you guys can buy that isn't on Amazon, folks. This is how to keep your cat calm. So what are some things that you could suggest during the heightened part of the holidays that instead of saying, oh, my cat's just a freakazoid, 
that you could maybe do for the cat to kind of keep his stress level from exploding? Yeah. So, I mean, there's lots you could do. I mean, a lot of it takes some advanced preparation, but not all of it necessarily. And we do have articles on the site at preventivet.com that talks about some of these things and minimizing stress. But for a lot of cats that enjoy play, increase the amount of time you play with them, like make an effort, make it, you know, dedicated effort for you or someone in the household to play with a cat for, you know, a good five minutes of the day. Cats also really love vertical spaces. So if you don't have cat trees or shelves or places that they could go safely that are sturdy and safe, you want to add those in. Cats also need good outlets for scratching. And so that frequently means a lot of different scratching posts and pads. They like different surfaces, different orientations. There's great pheromone out there. Of feel away, which can help to decrease stress in cats. You know, a lot of people, the way they feed their cats can be stressful in that they just put out a bowl of dry food and fill it up every now and again when it gets low. You yeah. can feed your cat in, and I'm a huge fan of wet food for cats, yeah. both part for the urethral obstruction and otherwise, but you can feed your cats in interactive feeders and actually get them to hunt. So there's another vet, uh, Liz Bales, Dr. Bales, who had started with what was initially called the Noble, and now it's the Doc and Phoebe feeding system, which helps to encourage and engender your cat's hunting instinct, which is great. Yeah, Casey's done that. He likes that. He's he's a hunter. So these are all really good things, and they don't cost a a big amount. So maybe when the crazy uh, aunt is coming over, the uh, uh, drunk (laughs) uncle's coming over, maybe dedicate an area of the house that might be closed off for the kitty with all their kitty amenities. What do you think? And some maybe muting sounds. Yeah, without a doubt. Setting up a safe space. And this is great for both cats and dogs. Setting up a safe space, making sure it's an area that your pets are comfortable in. So taking this, what I was part of what I was talking about, about taking some advanced time, but get them used to it in advance. So plugging in a, say a feel away pheromone diffuser, you know, at least 24 hours in advance, making sure they've got their own litter box there. That's nice and clean and also big, big litter boxes really for cats, making sure they've got food, some toys, things of that nature. And let's go to dogs because dogs are put the D in, uh, you know, they just are so dedicated. They want to please yeah. us. They want to go on that walk. They want to be everywhere. I, I swear sometimes in the kitchen, I, when I'm wearing shorts, I feel this cold nose at the back of my <laughs> knee. And there's pet safety dog Kona going, hello, hello, yeah. I'm being your shadow, your <laughs> shadow. So they, they show more signs of separation, anxiety, or stress. Yeah. But what's your concern and how do we make the holidays less holiday for our dogs? I mean, I think before, and I know it's, it's difficult, right? Because people are busy, particularly busy around the holidays. If you can carve out some time to take an extra, you know, long walk with them. And of course the weather maybe is a little bit more pear shaped where you're at, you know, when the holidays are coming, but if you can do a longer walk or you can work on some training in the house because mental exercise is quite exhausting for dogs also. Um, So if you could take that time or hire a, a dog walker to do it or have someone else, like one of the one of the people who are coming over to partake in the festivities with you, ask them if they could take your dog for a walk. So those things can definitely help. Try and tire them out a little bit more beforehand. Again, the folks at SIVA make a, a pheromone for dogs as well. It's called Adaptal, and that can help. If your dog, if you know that your dog really doesn't do well with this kind of change and these kinds of fluctuations in activity level, again, set up the safe space for them. Give them a frozen stuffed Kong to occupy their brain. Give them some white noise, put on the TV. Make sure it's an enclosed safe spot for them. But also, if you know that every year around this time, and don't forget, we've also got you know New Year's Eve and potential fireworks, talk to your vet and talk to them early. A lot of people shy away from medications for these types of anxiety problems for cats and dogs, and that's a real shame. 
because dogs and cats that are suffering from anxiety, whether it be noise aversions, you know, in terms of fireworks, thunderstorms, or separation anxiety, they're suffering. Emotionally, yep. they are suffering. And medications, the right medications in combination or alone under the direction of your veterinarian or a board certified veterinary behaviorist, which is a specialist in animal behavior, can really help your pets not suffer and yep. can make it so that each of these experiences don't become progressively worse. And so even if your goal is to not have them on medications for the rest of their life, which is would be nobody's goal, they can help make it so that some of your other you know things that you do to help in terms of training or other distractions or supplements are more likely to work. And they'll they'll just help them and they'll help you and they can help make the, the holidays much more peaceful for everybody. And you know what? There is kind of a hidden Benny for us humans. Let's say you're going to be hosting the party or your, your obnoxious relative is coming over, but it's something we do every year. And you know what? Your dog or cat could be a perfect excuse to, to bow out for a half hour or so to get away <laughs> yes. from them by playing with the cat or taking the dog for a walk. So, you know, it can actually, your dog or cat can keep you from going cray cray. Without a doubt. And just a quick check-in, you know, yeah. <laughs> on the block. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Fresh air. Squeeze me. Uh, my beagle needs me now. Stat. <laughs> Well, how are you planning the the holidays? You've got a cutie in your house, your doggy named Wendy. Talk a little yeah. bit about what you're gonna, what kind of gift of kindness are you gonna give to Wendy this well, holiday season? I think we'll definitely, you know, we'll definitely take some extra long walks. I mean, hopefully the weather here in Portland will allow that, you know, and some extra snuggles throughout the day. And then, you know, she is pretty chill. But I think, you know, generally speaking, depending on who's gonna be coming over, I'll probably give her her own little space to hang out, and you know, we'll go from there. And what's her 411? What kind of dog and all that? Wendy's awesome. So she's probably a Brittany Spaniel Australian Shepherd Cross. Wow. She's about 12, 13 years old. We had gotten her off a pet finder about 12 years ago or so. And just an absolute love and, uh, you know, great with because I've got two uh, human children as well. Uh, Lottie and Margo, who are eight and nine, and, uh, and she's phenomenal with them and they love her. So it's great. And so when you're wrapping the presents for your kiddos, I'm assuming you don't have breakable ornaments and uh, really lots of ribbon. How do you keep the, how does the preventive vet keep what's <laughs> under the tree or uh, holiday decorations from making you have a, a vet visit with Wendy? Yes. So, well, I will first, first, I will go on record. Not even I can prevent everything. Believe me, I would, <laughs> I would love to. So I understand like accidents happen. So don't feel bad as a, as a pet owner, if you've had problems with your pets, mm -hmm. we do what we can. And, and awareness is key. Now that said, with the holiday decorations, really it is about a teaching the girls. Like the girls have known from a very young age a lot of the things that could put Wendy at increased risk for some things. So we know to again, like you said, not have the breakable ornaments or at least have them up higher. Fortunately, Wendy does not historically go after the tree or the ornaments, right. but I'm not willing to risk it. Now yes. the other thing that I've done, I've taken to doing because growing up, my mom had a gift basket shop that sold candy and all that stuff. And I didn't get this gut for no reason. <laughs> I used to devour probably her entire stock of chocolate covered pretzels. And oh my so my mom would frequently at the holidays, because she still lives back east and I'm out here, she would send me a box of chocolate covered pretzels. And it was only after Wendy, I saw Wendy paying a lot of attention to the box the first year she did it, mm -hmm. that I like, I checked and I looked and I was like, oh gosh, okay, now I've got to let everybody know that's either sending or bringing presents. Please, you know, let me know if it's food. And this would be something for other people to do. If you have Good. people coming over with gifts, just say, look, before I like, thank you for whatever it is. You don't have to tell me what it is, but if it's food, I just want to make sure to not have it under the tree because I don't want to wind up, you know, with your beautiful, thoughtful gift 
landing me in the ER. Same thing around the holidays. I mean, not quite as common as Easter, but a lot of people will bring, you know, lilies or other potentially poisonous plants. And so just being aware of what those are in, in advance, asking people not to bring some of these things, or at least to give you a heads up. Well, I do thank you, folks. We've been speaking with Dr. Jason Nicholas. He is the preventive vet. He's outside of, uh, he's in the Portland area, the Pacific Northwest. Please, guys, after the show, check out, he's got amazing blogs and really full of great information. Go to preventivevet.com. Check out the Facebook by the same thing. And you know what? I love your books. Uh, He's got three so far, 101 Essential Tips with Cat Health and Dog Health and Dog Behavior Tips. And gets into high tech with his QR codes. And he's (laughs) all about, you know, you're keeping us humans uh, really a dog and a cat's best friends. We're trying. (laughs) That was the goal. I mean, that was really why I redirected my, my professional career was to say, you know, we can, I can help more people by helping them be as proactive as possible. And awareness is key. I do agree. And I really hope we get to have you on the show again because you're full of knowledge and you can see and hear. Well, I can't see because it's radio, but I can hear the passion that you have. And we're just going to have to figure out how to clone you, Dr. J. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) So is there anything else you'd like to add, a parting message to our listeners? No, I think just uh, wishing everybody a fantastic day and a great holiday season and have fun. Oh, and actually one thing I would add, holidays can be really difficult for vets and vet teams and vet staff. So if you've got some extra, you know, baked goods or you want to bring by like, you know, some Starbucks cards or something like that, trust me, especially in the ER, but also at your general practice vet, a little bit of appreciation goes an awfully long way. That is a very good tip. Last year, Casey came in on his stroller with his cowboy hat and we brought gourmet donuts from our our local bakery to the Casa Linda Animal Clinic with Dr. Deborah Charles and the team. So Casey saved his cat food coupons and cashed in on them. Fantastic. Yeah, he's a good boy. All right, guys. I also want to do a special shout out to Mark Winter, the executive producer of Pet Life Radio. And I want you to check out all the shows on Pet Life Radio. We have been on the air for 11 years. And this show, Obehave, humbly has been a five-time podcast award finalist. And they don't even have a pet division, so go figure. And uh, Ms. Oprah Winfrey has chosen ours two times in a row as one of her top three pet podcasts on the planet. So no car, but an accolade from Oprah still Still carries a little bug. Yeah, it does. It does. So until next time, guys, uh, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.